Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back to the Sweaters Forever podcast. And uh, so great to have you back. I'm Gavin Spittle. And joining us from TSN in Winnipeg, my friend Kevin O. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, Gavin. Uh, it is an honor and a privilege. Uh, this has been at least four months in the making for me to join the podcast, hasn't you, it? You say that, yet I'm a fan and I'm listening to TSN today, and I hear the tone of Matthew DeFranks of the Dallas Morning News on, and I just felt like I was guest cheated on. Is that true? <laughs> Can you confirm that you cheated on me with another Dallas-Fort Worth guest today? Uh, we just want you to know that your influence and your popularity of joining our program uh, has led us to having so many Dallas Stars fans here that mm-hmm. up in Winnipeg, they're mm-hmm. like, enough Jets talk. We hear that every day. Enough of that garbage. <laughs> Let's get to the real Central Division, the top four in the Central Division. Let's talk Dallas Stars. And we don't want to bother you each and every day, Gavin. You've got other obligations to get to. You're a very important man. So we, we just farmed it out today. Uh, it was in tribute to you that Boy, we had that. That is a good spin. (laughs) That is a great spin. Matthew does great work. (laughs) So that's uh, that's great. So no guest cheating. We got that out of the way. And uh, for those number one in our hearts uh, and in the uh, on the lineup chart, you needn't worry. (laughs) So I appear from time to time. For those of you that don't know, uh, that are listening to Sweaters Forever for the first time, or thanks to all the regulars who come back. Uh, I appear on Kevin's show up at uh, TSN in Winnipeg. It's something that I'm uh, happy to do and proud to do. And, uh, boy, it's amazing. It's weird to think the NHL is coming back. Uh, It's fantastic for a guy who's been talking about nothing on the radio for four months. Gavin, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Little Blue Bombers talk in there? Uh, well, we're trying. Uh, they're they're more up against it than the NHL is in the Canadian Football League. Obviously, the the salaries and the numbers involved are so much less. So it's a bigger struggle, as we know, for everybody down the food chain uh, in these uncertain times in the pandemic and everything that everybody's going through. Uh, the the big ticket leagues uh, are going to do their best. They can afford to do the testing and do the bubble thing uh, for everybody else. It's a way bigger challenge, uh, so that's what we're going through uh, with our Canadian Football League team. But, uh, you know, we got a lot of Texans get up here and uh, and play. we got a former Dallas Cowboy, Jason Vega. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, 
he, you know, of course, as you, as it's been known to happen, uh, came up here, met a nice Winnipeg girl, and, uh, you know, he's made his home up here. Nice. So, uh, he hangs out with us on the program sometime as well. So uh, lots of connections uh, between us and them. But, no, uh, having the Jets on the ice in training camp this week, uh, obviously for what we do, has been spectacular, and there's no shortage of storylines and line combinations and getting back to doing what, we love to do, which is talking about the games and the players uh, that are out there on the ice. And as we last left you, Winnipeg was just two points back. And I'm fascinated from the Winnipeg perspective because Winnipeg was streaking. They had won four in a row. The Stars had lost six in a row. When this new format came out, how did Jets fans react? A sigh of relief that we were included because we were scared it was going to be points percentage. Yeah, the Jets sure. would have missed by one 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 thousandth wow. of a percentage point on winning percentage because they played three more games uh, than Vancouver and Calgary and Nashville. So all those teams would have leapfrogged the Jets in the standings, even though the Jets had more points. Uh, so it was a sigh of relief that we were even included in any playoff play-in scenario. Uh, would lick our wounds for what happened early in the season and be happy uh, that they have a shot uh, to, to stay alive and, and to keep things going forward here, Gavin. You know what I'm fascinated with? We're talking with Kevin O of TSN Winnipeg. I'm fascinated Gary Bettman's name hasn't been mentioned more with the other, the, the Adam Silvers or baseball commissioners or uh, the NFL commissioner. I'm fascinated because I thought the NHL had an extremely smooth transition. And I know Bettman's been criticized, you know, for moves in the past, but I thought the NHL did a fabulous job of just staying under the radar and then just announcing this is what we're going to do. Uh, he's getting some love up here, I'm not going to lie to you. And uh, like to the point where, uh, you know what, this might have been the only year that he awarded the Stanley Cup and the fans didn't boo him no matter where the Rita was that he was uh, <laughs> being played. Uh, no, the, the smooth transition and both, you know, the, the league and Batman and Bill Daly and all uh, of them need uh, to get their credit. But so does the Players Association, Dom Fear, and everything that they've uh, been able to get done you know, with the CBA and the extension moving forward and labor peace, uh, which is a sigh of relief again for, for everyone involved, uh, that, you know, these are going to be challenging times. Everybody knows, right? Everything is upside down. There's been people not working. There's a lot less money to go around. Sponsorships, fans, every all of the challenges that the world is facing, let alone hockey, uh, you can't be like Major League Baseball and so caught up in your own drama and your own, uh, you know, soap opera that's going on behind the scenes that you can't look at the big picture and say, listen, uh, the only way we're all going to survive this and get through this uh, with as least damage as possible is to work together. So at least hockey has done that. And Gary Bettman's leadership is a big part of that. Uh, whether his reputation was otherwise before, uh, this is going to serve him well moving forward. The NHL has put safety first. You know, I, I'm sure everybody wanted to go to Vegas. The numbers spiked there. We didn't announce anything. Yeah. We don't have to go. We're not locked in. The safest place to play is Canada. We're going to look after our players and our coaches and our staff and our media. Then we're going to Canada, and that's the way we're doing it. So, to me, lots of smart choices have been made behind the scenes. Yeah, from a Winnipeg perspective, just getting off sports for a second, you know, what is your lockdown situation currently? Is it is um, it 50% restaurant open or... Uh, 75 pushing towards 100. Wow. Um, here's the deal. We went 
13 consecutive days without a new COVID-19 case. We have five active cases right now in Manitoba, and uh, those are fresh. We have nobody in the ICU. We have nobody hospitalized currently with COVID-19. They have been very adamant about, uh, you know, what we went through. We did the lockdown. Uh, You know, people were at home. I was homeschooling my kids, facing all the challenges of everyone else. Um, But it paid off. Um, from what we can see up here. And I mean, the, the joke is, not to make light of a pandemic, Gavin, but is nobody wants to go to freaking Winnipeg, not even this virus. Look, <laughs> there's nobody up there. What are you guys doing? Uh, and we're okay with that reputation because we feel safe, uh, but people are continuing to be smart, and they're voluntarily being smart. You know, you go to a Costco or a Walmart, people are wearing masks, they're being smart, they're social distancing, they're washing their hands, they're doing all the simple things that we were told that if we did, um, we could flatten the curve and be okay. Now the question comes, you know, can we be vigilant through the summer and, you know, everybody wants to be out on the patio and having a beverage and now we're going to have games to watch and people are going to want to gather and do that, uh, but we've got to kind of stay the course and um, reap what we've sown for the sacrifices we've made for the last three or four months uh, staying at home and being smart if we want to continue that. My biggest thing is i got to get my kids to school, Gavin, in September, or I'm going to go crazy. Grade <laughs> four math and French is not where uh, my strong suits lie, let's just say. So are you wearing a Jets mask when you walk around? Uh, no, I don't pimp the team out. I just host the pre- and post-game right. show. I get called a homer on the call-in shows as it is, Gavin. So I <laughs> know uh, my uh, very dear aunt, um, she was, uh, you know, right to the sewing machine and whipped us up uh, whatever we could desire as far as masks. I'm just going, I'm rocking the straight black. Maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, for whatever reason. Uh, I, I like it. It works with most of my outfits. Uh, you know, I haven't worn pants in four months now. It's all, I just wear shorts and sweats all the time. Life is good. Nice. Uh, we're a little more relaxed, so I'll, I'll run with it. So what kind of NHL do you think we're going to see? Because Jason Dickinson said that no matter what I tried to do back in Ontario... I just couldn't get the same workout in, and it was tough to keep my body in that uh, shape that it was in getting ready for the playoffs. Patrick Laine told you guys up there, uh, it's hard to believe that I'll be playing playoff hockey and hard to think that way in just under two weeks. So what kind of NHL do you think we're going to see? Is it going to be different? Do you think the physicality will be there just as much? Uh, you know what it, the answer is we keep hearing is i don't know yeah. i have no idea i can't wait and that's why i'm you know super excited to see how it plays out and and how they get back to it. i think once the players get on the ice and we're seeing this through training camp and practices there's no hesitation right they, they've had their testing they feel that they're safe uh, they're not worried about you know smashing into each other in the corners uh, so i think on the physical side of it i think it's going to be uh, as normal as possible. As far as preparation for the players, no, they haven't skated, right? Line hasn't skated. Nikolai Ehlers said here that, you know, in Denmark, he's like, we got four rinks as it is, so they weren't flooding them in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of the summer for yeah. us, no offense, uh, whether we play in the NHL or not. Uh, so there's going to be different levels of conditioning and, and amount of rust on the players. On the other side of the ledger, you've got health, and who goes into the Stanley Cup playoffs not playing, you know, the war of attrition, the 82 games of the regular season, the grind, the blocked shots, the, the, the scars and the scrapes and the injuries and the hurts and the bumps. Usually you've got two or three days maybe to uh, rest and recover and, you know, go on hopefully a three-month journey to, to, to win the Stanley Cup. 
now all those guys are healthy. We're benefiting from it here in Winnipeg. All of their top guys are, you know, feeling 100% and, and are ready to rock. And like the rest of us, I think they've had some time to reevaluate, right, and say, uh, I really love hockey. I mm-hmm. didn't realize how lucky I was. We lead a charmed life uh, if this is what we're doing and as professional athletes. Uh, when that's taken away from you, boy, you really love it and, and want to give it your all when you come back. So, you know, I'm optimistic. I know it's going to be sloppy. Uh, I've seen preseason hockey. I've seen training camp hockey. I, I know where it's going to get um, and, and kind of what it looks like. It's going to be somewhere in between. But I think the focus is there for the players and everybody, to every team that's in now more than ever, uh, look at this opportunity and say, why not us? Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody's got a shot. So I think I'm optimistic. It's, it's going to be great. And the fact that I haven't seen it in four months, uh, it's going to be great to me, even if it's ugly. <laughs> We're talking with Kevin O of TSN Winnipeg. You're listening to the Sweaters Forever podcast. I'm Gavin Spittle on 1053thefan.com. I want to. You always ask me when I'm on your show about the stars, and we talk about various players from an outsider's central division perspective. Do you look at the stars as a contender? Well, that's an interesting question. Yes, I do because I think you have to take everybody in the central division uh, and deal with them with the due amount of respect. Whether it's the National Predators who had kind of a rough go and maybe weren't themselves for most of this year, Pecorino is not what he used to be, or any detail that you look at. I think St. Louis, uh, you know, kicked us all in the arse last year and said, "Look, we could be last in January. We can flip the switch." The players are here. It's about it all coming together. The right leadership, the right coach, the right combination of players. Anybody can do it. So, yes, the Dallas Stars are a legit contender. And I think outside of probably your market, the people don't realize that you're an overtime goal away from being yeah. a Blues last year. The Jets were up 3-1 on the St. Louis Blues in Game 5, would have taken control of that first-round series. The Blues would have never happened if Jacob Truba doesn't try to rag a puck with a 3-2 lead with 40 seconds left in a game, instead of 10, uh, if he gets that puck out, Jaden Schwartz doesn't score, the Blues probably don't take control of the series, and it's Jets and Stars, you know, going at it in round two last year, and everybody's, you know, uh, destiny has been altered. So, yeah, everybody is, uh, I think, a legit contender. I look at what the Stars did. I didn't know if the experiment would work with Pavelski and Corey Perry coming in in veteran presence, but we know we've seen what that can mean during playoff time. Uh, guys that have been there before who have done it, um, they can have a huge impact. And when you have young stars like we have in Winnipeg, uh, kind of the same thing. What I always say that we're missing in Winnipeg, you know, you got Line A and Ehlers and Shifley and Kyle Connor, who's you know was on pace for 40 goals. That's great. You still need those veteran players. Uh, who anchor things and to augment the lineup. And what the Jets are missing is the 30-plus guys who have been there and done that. So I, I like Dallas's combination. Uh, it's it's frightening when you look at if Garyanov is Garyanov that we saw earlier. Oh, wow, they're going to be good. And if Hayes can continue to do what he does and the emergence of all those players – they're, they're frightening, but so are the Jets in their own way, right? So I think everybody in the Central is frightening. Shy of Chicago, I'm not scared of Chicago. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Goaltending issues there. Yeah. Big time with O'Corey Crawford now, yeah. right? Unfit yeah. to play. Get used to the term. Yeah. And the trade of Lerner, so it's up to Subban right now. 
Uh, pretty uh, that would make me nervous if I was a hawk. Sure, 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 absolutely. You know, you mentioned uh, Haskinen. I will get flack for asking this question. Uh, looking at the 2017 NHL draft, Miro drafted third overall, fourth, Kale McCarr, one-year difference in age, fifth, Elias Patterson, Canucks. Who would you take? <laughs> Redraft. Oh, you see, this is when you get into the age-old debate, Gavin. Is it best available player, or is it organizational need, right? It's the, the same reason why I look at the Ottawa Senators, and everybody's like, they're the big losers in the draft lottery, and team placeholders going to win Alexi Lafreniere. At three and five, you look at the players who have been taken, if it's Pedersen, uh, you know, if it's Haskinen, if it's Kale McCarr, uh, you're going to get a good player and a franchise player uh, is going to be available, a guy who can make a difference. Uh, who would I take heads up right now? I'm going with McCarr. Uh, so am I, because I think Pedersen is hes an elite player. We've got lots of those here in Winnipeg as far as a forward. And you do see those guys shoot out of a cannon, right? First two years, they are yeah. ridiculously good and put up all these points, and then once the grind gets to them, they have to learn a 200-foot game. We've seen it with Patrick Laine here, right? Last year, the, oh, only 33 goals. Heaven forbid what's happened to Patrick. Except now he's filling out into his six-foot-four frame. He's going to be a power forward. He's going he's gonna to be able to play in his own end. He's not going to turn the puck over. But that all takes time, and it takes away from your offense. And you can't just go out there, uh, you know, loose cannon, and uh, he's a kid. Look at this. This is amazing. And just let him run wild because you don't win like that. You'll score like that, but you don't win like that, right? So um, a high-end, high-skilled defenseman uh, is, is really tough to find. And what McCarr did, like when he got parachuted into the playoffs last year, it was unreal. there's no way he should have had a positive impact uh, for Colorado. Yeah, maybe he has one good game, then the kid's going to fall off. No, he was good right out of the gate. Um, he's my choice for the Calder, with all due respect, Quinn Hughes in Vancouver. I agree. And Kubalik in, in Chicago, who are finalists this week. Uh, I think McCarr is legit. Um, and I would take him right now just because I think there's more Elias Pettersson's out there, and he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. No yeah. disrespect to him. Yeah, and I think, I think like I try to tell Stars fans, it's like I'm not hating on Miro Haskinen. I think Miro Haskinen's a terrific two-way player. I think he's going to be here for a long time. But I'm saying if I had to do it over again, there were only so many, like you said, Kale McCarr's out there. I just I look at Haskinen and I look at offensively. I think he needs to take his game to an you know even greater level. Uh, than it is. He's a really, really good defenseman at such a young age, only 20 as we speak right now. But I mean, I think, you know, at 21 years old, Kale McCarr, and I'm, I'm sure this is going to be a debate throughout the years, you know, because it's the same division. But if you've got that guy, you know, even if, so Haskinen is what, one notch below Kale McCarr? You've got Haskinen. You've also yeah. got John Klingberg. You've also, you yeah. know, go up and down the line. You've got Stephen Johns back. I mean, there's, it goes on and on uh, of what your opportunities are. It does come down to organizational need, and the pieces have to fit for you to, to win the big prize. And it's great to have good players, right? You've seen that through your time in Dallas, that you can have a great individual player. But if you don't get over the hump and you don't win, uh, you know, the numbers are nice. Uh, the, you can make it to the Hall of Fame as an individual. Um, but big picture, if you don't have that parade at the end, even if you're socially distanced when you have it, uh, it doesn't it doesn't mean as much. Yeah, and they're going to have a tough decision in a couple of years when Klingberg's contract is up. 
because he's going to want a large sum of money. They did pay Essa Lindell. Uh, I actually, if I think Klingberg's kind of underrated since Haskinen's come in. The whole attention was on Klingberg at one time, and now the attention's focused on Miro. But if you look at who's trying to run the point on the power play, you know, that offense truly struggled with Klingberg out of the lineup. Well, and there's roles that you play, right? There's always a pecking order in leadership and veteran players and younger players and, and, and where the pieces fit together. We learned it here in Winnipeg, right? You lost Tyler Myers, you lost Ben Trout, you lost Jacob Truba, and you lost Dustin Bufflin. Like, you lose two-thirds of your defense yeah. uh, in, this, in this snap of the fingers. Yeah, all of a sudden you go from being, oh, the Jets are the contender, They're, they should be, you know, them in Colorado or whoever you want to look at, St. Louis, right at the top of the division, and you're battling to make it and scratch your way in as a bubble team. Yeah, that's what happens, right? Um, and there's going to be transitional years. I said all along that this year, even if Dustin Bufflin played and chose to play, that this would have been a transition year for Winnipeg on the back end because they had young guys who weren't ready yet, but you weren't going to pay, sorry to Vancouver, for paying Tyler Myers $6 million bucks. He's not worth that. You yeah. know, The reason the Jets were good when they were good was that you had Tyler Myers playing on your third pairing, and he was a you know, $5 million defenseman. That was a luxury you could have because Patrick Laine was on an ELC and Kyle Connor was on an ELC, and we're going to pay those guys now. Uh, and you're going to have a few lean years till you rebuild your defense and find the right pieces that that go in there. And then the loss of Dustin Bufflin blew it all up. But then they trade Truba. They get Neil Pionk, who everybody looked at his analytics and said, this guy's terrible and he can't defend and he's a small little guy. And what's he going to do? He had a career year. Mm-hmm. He took over on the power play. He got the opportunity. He put up some points. And is he is he as good as Dustin Bufflin? Can he do what Buff did? No, not even close, right? And he can't do what Jacob Truba did. But he's a serviceable part if he's paired with the right guy and he can go out there and play in your top four. Organizations shift directions on the fly. Everything is a rebuild on the fly anymore. It's not, we're good and this core stays together. This is not the 1980s NHL. It doesn't happen that way, right? So is the upper management, is Paul Maurice getting the credit that I think they so richly deserve up there for making the playoffs after all those losses you've talked of? Oh, well, you got a four-year extension, so I yeah, would say good. yes. I'll take that. Uh, ownership knows what they have uh, with the leadership group and what Kevin Shoveldayoff's been able to do and his staff, right? Uh, Connor Helbuck was a sixth-round draft pick. He might win the Vezina this year. Uh, sorry to Ben Bishop fans out there. Um, you know, the, the guys that they've they hit on all of their first-round picks. Like, when you don't miss in the first round, uh, you know, Shifley, Morrissey, yeah. Connor, Line A, Ehlers, it like, it, it goes up and down. Uh, they've had one one player that they've selected in the first round who is yet to play uh, an NHL game, and he was drafted as the secondary pick after Line A and Logan Stanley, a big defenseman. He's six foot seven. They're waiting for him to grow in to his body and figure it out in the AHL. And he might be a bust, but they could take a flyer on that, right? Yeah. So the the steady hand of leadership, the way that they've been able to massage contracts. You know, you got Mark Shifley. Uh, playing for under six million bucks, your your top line center and locked up long term and convincing guys to stay in Winnipeg. Uh, so far, so good for this group. And and yeah, I think you know you're always going to have your detractors. You got your Twitter haters that are out there, like you do in every market, and uh, the experts who know everything, the jet spurts as I call them here, and I welcome them back on Twitter this week when training camp began. No, this is not the time to start 
experimenting with the line combinations. You go with what you know and you try to win. And that's what this uh, this management group has done. All of those individuals make up and have input and it's worked so far, it hasn't got them to the ultimate prize. So they're, you know, not the be-all and end-all, but I think they're doing a really good job. And I think, I know ownership appreciates it and understands it and respects it, and I think the fan base does as well. Fans are starting to notice the decline of Jamie Ben down here. Uh, Blake Wheeler has been so huge for Winnipeg up there. I kind of look at it as an interesting comparison. Both have been with their clubs for a long time. From a Winnipeg perspective, how do you guys look at Blake Wheeler, and is that a fair comparison to what we're kind of going through with Jamie Ben? And he's you know streaky and everything, but still has that value at the other things that he does on the ice. Yeah, would you want to meet either one of those guys? No, in the dark corner and an I'm NHL scared to rink? talk about. Uh, no, this. thank you. I don't want to uh, talk I'll take about a pass, this. Please. Yeah, but I mean, the re- the reality is, is you know, and that's when it comes down to now that you know we're one click away from salary cap, and I think if Jamie Ben's making four or five million right now, we're good. Yeah, but the and fact is, is that big contract, right? It's young man's game. Look, yeah, pay the stars. Everybody's great. Blake Wheeler can't do this. He's thirty years old. Well, you know what? He didn't hit ninety points till he turned thirty years old. He's thirty three now. He's, you know, the ultimate in fitness and leadership and all the intangibles uh, that you bring. Here in Winnipeg, I mean, they, you get Brian Little in training camp, suffers a concussion, and then Nikolai Ehlers beans him in the head with a slap shot, breaks his eardrum, uh, causes, you know, a major head injury that he's not, a lot, he's not able to play for the rest of the season. And Blake Wheeler's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'm a 91-point right winger on the top line playing with Mark Shifley, which I love to do. Uh, no, coach, you need me to play center for uh, three months and try to get us through this with a bunch of kids? Yeah, I'm in. Like, you know, willing to sacrifice his personal statistics, his numbers, uh, in order to be a leader. And, and you know, you've seen Ben and, and, and Tyler Sagan do that. You know, I was laughing about it. Remember the, the, the age-old battle at the draft was Taylor versus Tyler yeah. with Taylor Hall. And, oh, well, you've got to take the center. Well, Tyler Sagan's a winger now. Yeah. And, and they both end up being wingers, but he's a more effective player there right now. If you would have told me there was a time when neither Ben nor Sagan would be playing in the middle for Dallas and they'd be a better team, I would have thought you were crazy. Right? Yeah, they've definitely but, made sacrifices defensively, and I don't think yeah. that's talked about enough. But, you know, careers are short, and if you have the right type of person, they recognize that, right? That's what makes them good leaders, and they're willing to do that, and they're happy to do it, uh, even though, you know, it hurts them, you know, maybe not in the pocketbook because they've established themselves. You know, Wheeler starting, uh, you know, making $8 million this year. He got the big ticket extension, and people were like, oh, that's going to be an albatross. But they said the same thing about Dustin Bufflin, and boy, I would have been happy to be paying him seven million, seven and a half million dollars a year this year to be on the back end for the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, uh, and and you know they got out of that contract, but he was still worth that in their lineup if he would have played this year. So it doesn't always work out that way. I get that there's been a lot of you know big uh, money contracts that have gone to players that were past their prime, and, and that ruffles feathers. And, and people say, you know, you're paying for a guy. For what he did 10 years ago, I don't think Wheeler's that guy, and I don't think Jamie Benn is that guy. Like, I think he is still an effective player, and he's still frightening when he's out on the ice. And you know, at any given shift, uh, he, he can change a game. That's what you want your leaders to be. 
couple more questions for Kevin O of TSN Winnipeg. I'm Gavin Spittle. Thanks for listening to the Sweaters Forever podcast right here on 1053thefan.com. Kevin, you're going golfing today, so how's the swing? Um, yeah, that's uh, the, the low point of my athletic career, <laughs> guaranteed. Uh, I'm 200 swings away. I will be exhausted after any round of golf. Okay, one guy that I've mentioned to you several times and I actually, on 1053thefan.com, I wrote an article in the past when the Stars were looking for a head coach, is the head coach of your Manitoba Moose, Pascal Vincent. I think he's a terrific coach. I know they have him locked up uh, you know, in Winnipeg, but now that Maurice has been rewarded, if for some reason, I don't want by any means for this to happen, but if the Stars are knocked out, will Winnipeg allow... Vincent to look elsewhere and do you think he deserves a head coaching gig uh, first first off I'll answer the the last one yes absolutely uh, Pascal Vincent's going to be a great NHL head coach um, it, he started on the Jets bench as an assistant he wanted to be a head coach and uh, you know he said he, he's a Paul Maurice acolyte and, you know, he will be on that coaching tree. And he said, you know, Paul has taught him so much when he stood on the bench with him and he worked with him every day, but he wanted the opportunity. And they talked about it at the time. And he said, you know, you've got to run your own bench. Here is a chance. Is it a demotion to be the head man at the American Hockey League or to stand on an NHL bench, right? But Pascal is the type of person who's like, no, this will be better for my development. Uh, this is what I want to do. This is my ultimate goal. And in conversations with those and, you know, other members of the coaching fraternity as well, I'm sure, uh, decided that this was the best route for him to take. Um, would Winnipeg offer him up to Dallas? Boy, that would be tough. Uh, but uh, we've seen it before in this organization. They won't stand in the way of uh, something that is better for the individual, as difficult as it is. I mean, they had a a strained relationship with Jacob Truba, who wanted to be in the U.S., wanted to be in a big market. And, uh, you know, they said, we'll try to accommodate you, but we will do it on our terms. And if and when the time comes, uh, you know, that we have to move on from you, we will. Otherwise, uh, you know, you'll get treated like gold here. You're not going to get treated any different than anybody else. Uh, but we hold your rights. But when the time came to make that deal, they didn't trade him to the Florida Panthers. So they, you know, they didn't ship him off to an NHL Siberia location. Uh, he wanted to be a New York Ranger. They accommodated him. Kevin Shoveldayoff off, and the ownership really um, pay attention to. Uh, the reputation of the club, the way players are treated here internally, and uh, the way they're treated uh, when they leave here, if that is the case. You know, Ben Sherratt, they could have fought to keep that guy uh, for another, you know, nickel and dime him for another couple hundred thousand dollars here or there. He had the opportunity to go. You get the handshake and, and the good luck. So I think if they were asked, if Pascal Vincent wanted to do that, um, he would have the opportunity to do it. Um, but he also, knowing the way he makes decisions, think that his best opportunity is to stay here and, and run the course with good young players in Manitoba. So it could go either way. And who do you have as, let's just throw out, two or three teams that you think can make a run to win this thing? Um, all of them. Yeah. That's tough. It, it really is. You know what, I... I like Colorado's 
depth uh, that they have, mm-hmm. but it's it's also hard to do. And Winnipeg found this out, right? It's hard to be the team that everybody says you should win. You're ready to win. You've done the right things. You're you're ready to go. And do you believe in a Grubauer and Pavel Francouz? Um, you know, I'm not sold on it. I know they've done it all year. Uh, so, you know, I, you look at a team like that and then you wonder, I don't think it's going to be the upset team. I don't think it's going to be the Cinderella team. I think this pause helps the good teams. So I think we're going to get, you know, out of the East, whether it's Tampa or Boston, you're going to have a really good team come out of the East and out of the West, where I think it's probably a little closer between what separates the good teams and and the elite teams, you know, could St. Louis do it again? Sure they could. Could I see them being bounced in four straight? Yeah, I, I really could, you know. Um, so coming out as out of the West, I, I would still probably pick Colorado as my pick. But I think uh, a Tampa or a Boston coming out of the East is more likely. Or, um, you know, if Pittsburgh got goaltending, uh, that team as well, but you know, you, you could be right back to the Capitals and the yeah. Nashville Predators of, of a couple of years ago. There's muscle memory there of teams that ha- have gone on runs, and the Vegas Golden Knights are a darn good hockey team. They're they are. crazy deep, physical, and too. we've seen them do it before. So, a healthy Mark Stone and Pacioretty and and that group. Uh, I'd say Colorado or Vegas in the West. Okay, it, it would be my pick. Yeah. I just think with Tampa, with Blake Coleman, I just think that was such a great pickup at the deadline. And obviously with COVID hidden, we kind of forgot that he got traded from New Jersey. He was having such a good year. I just think their depth is, and they were just playing such good hockey. It's amazing how they, I mean, you know, we talk about the St. Louis run last year. I mean, Boston was running away with that division and Tampa's just come out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, such a great team. And I'm sure they're a little upset about what happened to them uh, last year. Well, hit them straight, my friend. Thanks for joining us on this uh, podcast. Sorry it took four months. <laughs> it was well worth the wait, and uh, I'll do it again. I'm long-winded, but uh, I love to chat, and so happy to be talking about actual hockey players out on the ice. Yeah, yeah uh, how about that? Day. So if a former Dallas Cowboy can go up to Winnipeg and find the girl of his dreams, what about a guy who hosts a podcast? <laughs> Uh, um, my wife's got a real cute sister. Don't worry. All right. Yes. With family. (laughs) (laughs) Great Thanksgiving. (laughs) Talk hockey all day long. (laughs) Thanks, my friend. Hit him straight. Really appreciate you joining us. Making love connections. (laughs) Kevin O from TSN Winnipeg. Thanks everyone for joining us on the Sweaters Forever podcast. Keep listening for more Sweaters Forever podcasts as they come along right here on 105.3thefan.com.